Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Louise Schiavone. Eighty-five airports across the U.S. are in line for a major upgrade as the Federal Aviation Administration is announcing it's allocating nearly a billion dollars in grants to the task. The funding is from a major infrastructure spending measure, and it will be used for upgraded passenger terminals and a new control tower. NPR's Tamara Keith has details. to ignore. Johnson's tendency to break rules, to dissemble, to lie, just caught up with him. Johnson said he will remain in office until his party chooses another leader. Frank Langford, NPR News, London. A House panel is calling on several gun manufacturers to testify later this month. NPR's Windsor Johnston reports the request comes in the aftermath of a number of mass shootings in the U.S., including the most recent that killed seven people in Highland Park, Illinois. The House Oversight Committee is requesting testimony from the CEOs of three gun manufacturers, including Smith & Wesson Brands. The panel earlier this year released preliminary findings from an investigation into the gun industry and its role in marketing and profiting from selling assault-style weapons. In a letter to the company, Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney said she wants the chief executive officers to explain to Congress and the American people why they continue to sell products to civilians that are meant to be used in the battlefield. Congress last month passed bipartisan legislation that strengthens the nation's gun safety laws, including an expansion of criminal background checks for some gun buyers. Windsor Johnston, NPR News, Washington. Ukrainian military officials are denying claims that Russia has destroyed sophisticated new rocket launchers donated to Ukraine by the United States. NPR's Jason Bovian reports from Kharkiv that Ukraine started using the powerful new artillery systems in late June. The truck-mounted high-mobility artillery rocket systems, or HIMARS, are now the longest-range rocket launchers in Ukraine's arsenal. Margarita Rivenchenko, a press officer for the Ukrainian military, says the claim by Russia that they've destroyed the HIMARS is fake news. In a war dominated by artillery, she says the HIMARS now allow Ukrainian troops to hit Russian positions while staying miles away from the front lines. We say the, the sweat of artillery has saved lives of uh, other soldiers. She says in the two weeks since the HIMARS arrived, they've been a game changer on the battlefield. Jason Bobian, NPR News, Kharkiv, Ukraine. The S&P 500 closed the day on a fourth straight gain, up 57 points or 1.5%. The Dow gained 346. This is NPR News. Haiti is marking the anniversary of the assassination of the Caribbean nation's president. As NPR's Kerry Kahn reports, despite the arrest of more than 40 people, no one in Haiti has been charged with the crime. The investigation is far from determining who or why the murder was ordered. Haiti's acting prime minister, Ariel Henry, spoke at a ceremony at the National Pantheon in Port-au-Prince. He said the nation is still, quote, struggling to understand this bloody and barbaric episode in our history. 
President Jovenel Moise was killed last July 7th after gunmen burst into his bedroom shooting him and wounding his wife. Martin Moise did not attend the ceremony. In a statement, she pointed to allegations that Prime Minister Henri is implicated in the murder. Henri has denied all allegations. Haiti's investigation has stalled. More than a dozen Colombian ex-soldiers and three Haitian Americans remain jailed without charges. The U.S. is also trying three men accused of participating in the murder plot. Carrie Kahn, NPR News, Mexico City. In a company called today, Twitter said it removes one million spam accounts every day. The information part of the ongoing back and forth with prospective buyer Elon Musk over bots and fake accounts. One day before semifinal play at the All England Club in London, Rafael Nadal has withdrawn from Wimbledon. The reason is a torn abdominal muscle. The 22-time Grand Slam champion was scheduled to face off against Nick Kyrgios for a berth in the finals. Kyrgios advances to his first final at a major tournament. I'm Luis Schivoni, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include DuckDuckGo, a privacy company committed to making privacy online simple. Used by tens of millions, they offer private search and tracker blocking with one download. DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified. You're tuned into KYUK, repeated on We the Braves Radio, KWTB 92.3 in Alaknak, Alaska. Are we on? 
One will be begin July 10th from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. and also July 16th from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, these set net restrictions are the same as last few we had. Uh, six inch or less mesh may not exceed 75 feet in length and 45 meshes in depth. And set nets may not be operated more than 100 feet from the ordinary high water mark and must be attached to the bank and substantially fished perpendicular to the shore. So we do have the three fishing opportunities that we just are announcing right now. Again, July 9th from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That will be a drift drift fishing opportunity. And then July 10th and July 16th from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Those will be set net fish opportunities. Okay. <laughs>
assume that there are still some kings that are still out there. Uh, is is when we when we do catch them, are we allowed to keep keep our uh, uh, kings? Yeah. So um, about the time when the fishery opens on Saturday, roughly about um, where was that? Uh, roughly about ninety percent, ninety-two percent of the the run historically will be passing through Bethel Test Fish and Sonar. Um, we've seen about at the, the sonar roughly. 1500 fish a day passing the sonar. So, um, yeah, this, this opportunity is for all salmon. Um, okay, great. Uh, usually, usually in the past we have been told that we'd, we'd have to, uh, release, uh, but, uh, I doubt it if anybody ever did, uh, because, uh, even I'm guilty of that. What what little uh, king salmon that I got, I kept, um, because it was an it was a given opportunity for us to be out there. Taim chang tak chang taputa maskuita, ikirskan tuyuk ngajeklina puta magutsutak yakfit ilakluki chang tau kata, awai apikhle kanktuka ernak makut kitulrit nakta takayakpit fifteen thousand fifteen hundred fifteen hundred I pagni pillo kashusita, a kishulutung nakshukunan rishamukhni, I pagni, I pagni. What not, what, what nang, what nang shakat kuikini asani umgutkapiksuki, a manatotin kuskokpak piksaituk, a kubiaskam nakchikyu maksuta ukanikpak. In Yukon, up up in the the uh, the middle grounds, the upper Yukon area, I heard that there there was one elderly lady that wanted to have an opportunity to have a taste of of a. Uh, salmon, but uh, the opportunity. Do do you have any information about? Um, the only information I have on the Yukon is they they they're allowed to use four inch or less mess, and you know, on their last advo- update, um, they they had a four and a half or four inch or less, but they had to release um, chum and. Yeah. Chum and Chinook if alive, um, but they are able to keep pinks and sockeye if they are caught into mm-hmm. the. Wow, that's good. Uh, um, maybe they'll have a little bit of opportunity. I remember here in the Kuskokwim back in uh, when when this um, 
mandate started taking hold, uh, we were restricted to four inches too. And, and, um, I remember we, we were catching, uh, those little, little king salmon, those jacks. Uh, I got, I got quite a bit of those. Um, but I know in, in, in Yukon there, there, there are Chinook, you know, uh, king salmon up that, up those sizes that, that go up that river. Um, they, they, they might have some opportunity. Well, it looks like it's going to be, is it going to be set net? They're going to be set netting with six inch or, or drift? I don't think they have anything up on. I mean, in the four, four inch. The four, four inch, inch are on the Yukon, on the coastal Yukon is four inch, um, set nets. And, um, it was advised that they should not be near, um, the, like, where salmon normally run, but it's more of an opportunity for them to catch um, the others, other species other like pinks, sockeye, uh-huh. or whitefish. Uh, but they don't have that many pinks or sockeyes yeah. on the on the Yukon to begin with. Yeah, we we have quite a bit of uh, humpy here. Uh, I, I've caught one already uh, on the, when we were doing set netting. Uh, I got one one lonely humpy, um, and it got caught on a six-inch set net. <laughs> yeah, uh, so if I have caught one on a six-inch, then there's got to be a lot out there. Makutwani amakait tamakunik guhipagmi あ、さんくまこのかつかんくむりくなくなかあ、かきにくちにくしいフィッシュ。あ、なすなすなすパスカッカタマグノンあ、まことんフォレンスフォレンスサトンあ、プドゥゲルトゥンなすパカタフト
Anything else there? Uh, Kevin, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, just a little bit on Yukon. We follow the Yukon a little bit, just really don't uh, get involved with Yukon all that much. But the uh, so far what we're seeing on the pilot station sonar, um, since you have been talking about Yukon a little bit, mm-hmm. as of July 4th, they're looking at the 2022 Chinook run as one of the worst on record at this time. Uh, it's not looking good. Last year it was, was uh, you know, I think it was the record low. This year it's looking even worse. Mm. Doesn't look good for Chinook on the Yukon River. Uh, chum? What about chum number? I don't have the chum for the Yukon. I was just looking at the graph for the the uh, Chinook salmon. Okay. Awai chali kuih pagmiha kakani makutwani takayakfit biyak ngamang nukutmun kwa nukutmun Pilutung built Ashagani Misu Achakan Rulutung Ashagani Daim Umyak Kumtu Nakatopin Ripas Ashata Kuin Khoshoka Jalisu Mai Matum Nasini na na kutaita ikhulut nga ashagni mi um you want me to get uh, the phone numbers yeah au kutjali khani phone number ata pitkhuluki akuni ah yoktyuka rakamta chalisu ukun stamiritmik tvakhilutin pakata khas um friday me it khuluting piluting pakata nambra dukut a chim chim excited ta chimi yuitta dogam 907 namak ayakni chikhtu khuluku mazruk ukuk nambra 907-543-5985 unasu aipa 907-543-2756 unasu Nunanik Mamtresham Latin Kaki Akil Akil Knatunka Pukungal rate one eight hundred nine nine five eight nine five four. Chalisu email radio at kyuk dot org. Taukutoi Atuluki Jamkimumk Ukunun Asanam Nun Hotz Kevin Namunsu Aputun Kakufji. Um Kalak Kalakaluji uh Ahkut Awai um Kubiaskatwa Rinhkiwaita Kuya Nakpehtita Chalisu Kaisun Hwasam Kakmum Ay Ayuks Ayukska Tanghotanghorlukupishatni Akta at Tam Pina Yukhukuha Um Yacht Kutta Taim Un Un Rani 
Just a little bit about the harvest from the last, what, four openers that we've had. Um, on the 16th, we asked, or not the 16th, on June 20, 22nd, um, we caught a, lo- a lot of Chinook that day. Um, we estimated about 14,000 Chinook got caught on that 22nd. Um, that's the most we've ever seen. We uh, norm- normally around that time it's around seven or eight thousand. So mm-hmm. we did a really good job in harvesting Chinook salmon on that day. Um, and then for the three set net periods, we've we caught uh, about 580, 970, and 660 Chinook salmon. So we've been they've been catching Chinook salmon pretty well for for the last since at least this 22nd. Um, Chum harvest has been a little, has been very low um, during the set dead opportunities, roughly around 300 every opportunity. Um, but and for for sockeye, we've just been catching a lot of sockeye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time um big book um talk ten ten nak should kiss you could be like a magunica uh it cost a gunica is that a color okay when you have first color um uh can camp of his camp um good afternoon good afternoon Last week or maybe earlier in the week, uh, somebody drove up to Antioch from this lower part and said, reported that uh, there were jumpers from here to Timbuktu. Mm-hmm. So the river's plugged with uh, reds. Any chance in heck that uh, <coughs> the Kashkukrim could become a uh, red fish district? Any chance at all? Oh, Do Do Kevin, did you hear? Yeah, uh, some that guy was asking about a, the red fishery um, and wondering if it. There's opportunity for reds. Is that 
what I'm hearing? Yes. No, if, it, if it, the Costco could become a red fishing district because the dominant species has been red salmon for so many, so many years now. Is that commercially wise or? No, it's a business wise. Oh, yeah. Oh, eh? What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, well, from what I'm hearing from the scientists, they're saying that the Cuscoquim um, has become more dominant red salmon uh, fishery, um, and that's coming from scientists that are, you know, real renowned scientists from Washington State University, and you're just thinking that the red salmon are moving up north further. Uh, you know, as you guys all know, the Bristol Bay's really got a huge sockeye salmon fishery, and And now they're moving up north. We haven't seen that in the Yukon, where they're moving up into the Yukon area, but they're for sure here. Um, we don't know if it'll dominate that way for the sea, you know, in the future, if the chum and schnook salmon will be less. But for sure, for for sockeye salmon, this is uh, this environment is working out for them very well. Yeah, hopefully they'll um, start moving up the up the Yukon too. Well, uh, a few several years ago, well, in the 70s, we hardly saw any reds. 80s, we hardly saw any reds, but um, slowly they built up in numbers. And um, they have more row, more row than um, kings and um, well, all the rest of the species, salmon species, they have more row in their sack than uh, the rest of the salmon. So they multiply faster. Ah, and they're, you know, I live here in McGrath, and we're seeing them up here. They're they're moving up into this area, too. It's not a, it's pretty rare. You know, we count them at the Tecotna River Weir, and we'll get less than 10. But they're all the way up into the headwaters as well, so maybe they'll start to establish up here and start to become more of a subsistence fishery up here, too. Yeah, That's a good sign. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Okay, um, I have a lot more questions, but I, I'm afraid they can't be answered um, by you and the other staff. So, thanks for the reports. And um, oh, yeah, there's lots of fish. Hopefully, everybody will catch what they need for the rest of the winter. E, koya na kwas kaya ka kulitin. Yeah, thank you uh, to that caller. I just wanted to say thank you. Um, but Sam, I do need to sign off right now. It's about uh, about my time. I have to go, and I I just want to say a thank you to you for facilitating KYUK for hosting this. Um, it's a good radio show. I really enjoy it. I apologize for uh, getting off a little early. All righty, Kevin. Uh, you have you have any closing remarks for the listeners out there? Uh, yeah, just be safe out there. Um, if you have any questions, comments, uh, concerns on the fishery, or and would like to talk to me individually, I have no problem. People calling me. Um, I can share my phone number. It's nine zero seven. Five seven four zero three eight eight. Again, nine zero seven five seven four 
888-888-0388. Call me if you have any uh, questions or comments or uh, want to talk and talk fish, fish stories. Thank yeah. you, Sam. All right, Kevin. Uh, okay, Kevin, you take care. You too. Kamakan McGrath, McGrath, I'm Kakuna. Kayaga Guluni, Ilagala Gakuta, Awaichali, Akum Kayaga Guluni, Nephuma, Aputi, Mana Kuskukwaka. Makunikwa sayak nika naksuk naksuk damakut naksula ngak naksulang lugi ko pinayukluta umyong kahdukuta amshilu ting peta am asigulresu ang yakun nanrahtuka naknik unani kuskukfimiloni kaksen ka Taim anyak tikisuku totun tanganiuka naknik pilrenka jalisuawa yakuna a kevin nakpilu nikawani kekfani tamakutsayi tanghuaka yutniluki tawamai this this year a nakutait mayuniluke kawani pilka manisu Umyocht umyong chakhaluta pikumta 1970s, 1980s, tammani. Am sishunritut makutta sayit pinkpikalangkamang maay nakuttait off the mark. Kuyam sishunritutta chalishu maluitwa Ikhiniluting pekam nga kaya kaya ngumuknik anan chiluting pekam magut sayit maluit amsl amsl ngulakhtuta maguni asani nukni ikasut takayakfita magut kongkuta piwa kayuit lagaputta amakayit Tawam imun ka kakiyarnik tam i kakiyarnik wani tamakut pingars katam chale taim uitangay tukutwa tamakunik ka sayakunik ka Kakiyak ni kakiyak ni kaulikita Pikata Tammane chali ikirutsik Ikirutsik Sitkuta Taim toi Mannakha Nakhiyunirut Ksuku Nasunrita ka Amsarni yukuni Kaikat klaaputta Nakhtmakut utkhtsakaita Chali su Mai ikasut Nakut Tait chali mayukan mayukan hiluting ashakunimi Taim You got something to add? Yeah Yeah, I just From that caller uh, I was just looking back at the sonar t- t- Data and some other stuff um, This, the Kaskum River 
has become pretty much a sockeye river for the last handful of years. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at this year from the sonar from yesterday, um, 400,000 sockeye have passed the sonar to date as of the 5th of, the 5th of July, um, roughly to put in comparison with Chinook salmon, roughly 116,000 passed the sonar. So you could see that, um, there are, are uh, really uh, lots of sockeye in this river, and it's not just here. Like Bristol Bay's having, or they estimated or predicted, a record run of uh, sockeye into down there. So, mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, uh, something out in the ocean is making it very favorable for sockeye salmon, and it's not doing too well for the other species of salmon. Um, it could be what they eat out there. Um, I know sockeye have a different, uh, they eat different things than Mm -hmm. the rest of the salmon. So it could be that something out in the ocean is making it really, really good for them, but not that great for all the other salmon. Yeah. um, I'm, my, my prediction and guess is why the numbers are, in abundance with with uh, um, sakai, uh, is that they take a different route. Uh, they don't go through False Pass. I don't think. I think they go through another route, coming coming up into Bristol. I mean, uh, um, yeah, into Bristol Bay and into this area. Um, that's 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 my that's my guess. Uh, that they're they're probably taking coming in from from Japan or Russia area coming this way. I don't know because we really don't know how which route they're taking. Um, they might be lower water fish fish, you know, maybe. Um, I've seen something on the. Um yesterday's working group meeting on the intercept fishery and that false pass area d- is d- does catch quite a few sockeye salmon also mm-hmm. um that's one of their the one of the one they're sought after i don't remember which side of the Aleutians it is but a lot you know many of the areas it is a sockeye salmon fishery and also for pretty much anything that's mm-hmm. around um i was just looking it up and for the just for two, 2022 for the Bristol Bay Area, they forecasted 75, 75 million sockeye to return to the Bristol Bay Area alone. So that's pretty, that's yeah. mind-blowing for yeah. when we only have like 100,000 and they're, or 400,000, they're getting 75 million. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's a very high number. Uh, and that they... For as far as I can remember, that's what Bristol Bay goes after. Uh, there, there are fisheries, Togiak, all the way down the chain, Aleutian chain, um, and and they all target uh, reds. Uh, there are other species that are being caught. I know a lot, a lot of our chums and a lot of our king salmon are being intercepted. In, in area M. Um, 
and over and over it's it's not a mystery anymore uh why why these fish are starting to disappear that they the pe- people that uh that are fishing out out in out in the Bering Sea are throwing away a lot of a lot of that fish um waste wanton waste is is what what i call it um and they're not making it they're not making it into the rivers um a lot a lot of of the biologists that that are stationed in 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 these drainages these rivers that drain out into to Bering Sea they're trying to save the salmon that are making it into these rivers and nothing is happening out in in the Bering Sea false past they say they are not to blame but um something is happening because we're 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 limited to what how much we can take uh, on on these rivers and for Yukon it's zero and and uh, um and Norton Sound also uh but hopefully this this uh, uh sakai will will begin to show up in in those areas too uh we'll see um kevin do you have anything i mean uh, he went off the air right okay um aaron do you have anything to add oh i'm just um looking it up um for the board of fish cycle um it, this in 2023 in january and in february the arctic yukon custom fin fish meeting will happen and so the the um, board of fish will be looking at proposals on the state side but also after that um looks like on february 13th the alaska peninsula aleutian island chignik fin fish meeting this it is the same meeting but for that area so if people it's about that uh, people want to comment on area m and uh, try see if there's any changes that need to happen to that area um, the comment commenting during that meeting is probably one of the most important things a person could do from around here mm-hmm. to voice their to voice their what they believe needs to happen or needs to change if they see fit mm-hmm. there, there there's there's another uh, um talk going around around uh that that I'm hearing out there and and it's it's something that has happened with with the the commissioners that that make these decisions or the decision makers on on these fisheries that that are uh, that are taking salmon like like the area m uh the trawlers out out in in the sea and the the numbers i mean what what is the limit for them to take out there yeah i don't 
I don't have any of that information with me right now, so I would I don't know. Uh, there's there has to be some kind of a limitation on what they can take and how much they can take. Um and and we all know that that's where this all salmon species is is feeding is out there. Um Makutwani Una Una Nih uh <laughs> Title 
drifting. So, um, the alternative gear type, like rod and reel. Um, last week I went out just on the main river. Uh, me and a buddy caught four kings with rod and reel on the main river. Oh, wow. Um, go out. Um, it can be done. It just, it takes a lot of your time, but the no, but a lot of the, a lot of the kings that we were catching were smaller, the smaller jack kings. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those, they're good, they're good soup fish, but, mm-hmm. uh, so like the alternative gear types can be pretty productive, especially even around here. And, um, it takes a little while to get used to. Um, I know this, it's, dip nets are expensive, but, yeah. um, yeah, the, I've been using dip nets at least for the last three years now. And it's been pretty good. Um, and dip nets are open all the time, and rod and reel is open all the time. Beach seine. Um, I know there's some fish wheels upriver. Um, I don't think fish wheels would be that great around here because of the tide mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, just and with those alternative gear types, you could keep all the fish you catch also. And there's quite a few people catching a lot of whitefish now with dip nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that those. Um Dip nets. Where can someone like me that that uh, have never experienced dip netting out there? I've I've never tried it. Uh, I've done rod and reeling, but uh, I've never tried dip net. And I've seen people trawling along with a dip net. And I stopped at two people that that uh, one one of them got eight. And the other caught three, so it takes a little bit more patience, a little bit more work, maybe, but uh um it can be done um makutun kalu kalu lutungkwa kalu luni nas nas palaga luting pilrit magutta um ah kut researcher agnikikani tangshunga ah nat tamakunik pilrik nikapinga yunik akkatoy changshokli nilutk ah dorsjas get munayakalo guigamilonun atxstarektulo pilmni um Jali asam ktanh so jali kalul ram ka tauna pingayun lekent kisugu nak nak suni aku lahir suku kapau kasim ka nak 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 yucim nak pecak suku tamakam ka tawang piluk kuing kubeh kaloy kanila Huwing anas bakak sa itong kamagutta tayim magun where 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 do they sell these um uh, dip nets? Uh, from what I've seen, mostly it's in Anchorage. Um, I I think AC used to sell them back in the past. Uh, they are a little spendy. They're about three hundred dollars, and shipping with freight is a little expensive because they're kind of a weird shape. Um, but to how I learned how to dip net is through um, YouTube quick book up there mm-hmm. when they had started all this dip netting for commercial fishing. Um, uh, those guys up in quick book made uh, YouTube videos 
on how to uh, dip knit. And there's it seems like there's different styles because um, there's people that just drift along with the river. Um, there's some people that tie the hoops to the, their boat and power down like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different ways and there's different. The Alaska Department of Fishing Game has videos on how to dip net in, like, the Copper River. And yeah. so um, we're working with ONC, the Fish Commission, and Hope and Fishing Game, and um, hopefully we'll make our own video for the Kuskokwim so that we can share yeah, that. Yeah, that'll be something. Uh, uh, I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, we're kind of dwindling down to to closing time, and I know that Mr. Andrew here is involved in in one of the weirs. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about that. Yeah. And have him I'd voice <laughs> out. Let the people hear your voice. I, I told uh, him he'd have to talk at least once during yeah, this. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're uh, dwindling down. We're almost out of time here. Um, yeah, yeah. I was um I got the opportunity to go to the weir and work with the screw trap and um, I was there for a month, and every day you're checking this screw trap, and you're catching small juvenile salmon, and the focus was mostly on the Chinook and Coho, um, but it's a little challenging trying to sample Coho and Chinooks, because they look just alike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, like I said, I was there for a month, and um project ended on June 20. I believe it started like end of April and wow. I went uh like towards the end of May and I was there for a month and yeah mm-hmm. I had a good time. And after this where are you going to go after you're done here on the Kuskokwim? Yeah, um, in next weekend I'll be traveling to uh Fairbanks and then onto Tanana for a couple of weeks and I'm taking on the uh, Ichthyophonus project mm. which will be happening up there. Can April lam nunnienik ayakilutung Ah, 
we have a caller, Makan Mamtrishanik Ivan. Good afternoon. Good morning, Eluk. Good afternoon. Like you, I feel for the Yukon people. I heard the elders begging to have that fishing opportunity. After watching the Anchorage Daily, uh, what you call that, TV news yesterday, all them people were, uh, they had the opportunity with dip nets to get red salmon. And I feel the Yukon people should have the same opportunity to fill their freezers too. And uh, I've uh, been on the Yukon, I've seen the Yukon, even a demo area, Russian mission. It's big, it's wide. Mm-hmm. And I feel uh, as first people, we should be given that opportunity to fill their freezers and put some, at least some fish up. Just like them people in Anchorage area are doing right now. Yeah, good afternoon and happy Time toy at Hankuta Mani Naksulraniha um umyom yom um yokutmuk unisviklita pit good murisluta pit pictures cluta unani um Kuskok for me nicknick pictures empty Jalisu at Dogmagunica Sayakinic Pictures put Closing remarks there. Yeah, I got a couple. Um, I just want to. Uh, thank Jaden again for coming with me here. Um, he's a part of the Alaska Native Science and Engineering Program, um, the same program that I got started off with for fisheries. And so um, it's nice to see ki- uh, kids from our area um, coming up and getting their, trying to get their degrees in fish and wildlife so, and moving up in the ranks. Um, I started off 
with ANSEP, but I started here as a technician and uh, then moved up to fisheries biologist. And um, through ANSEP and Fish and Wildlife Service, I was able to move up. So it's really nice to see that there are starting to be more and more um, native kids from around here, like myself and Jaden, going to school and um, becoming part of the management team. Um, Jaden, Chris Tulick, and I, and uh, Spencer Eden, we're all from this area, and we help um, we help with this fishery, and we tr- try really hard with working with the Fish Commission and um, making these hard decisions. Uh, and along with that, um, if you guys want to um, know what's going on with the opportunities, um, the five is a nine zero seven five four three one zero zero eight. Don't call it right now because I didn't update <laughs> it. But um, shortly after this is done, um, I'm going to go over there and update it. So if you guys want to know um, the dates again and the uh, um, regulations for this upcoming fishery, uh, please call five four three one zero zero eight. The fisheries information line. Andrew? Yeah, I just want to thank you for uh, having me here. Um, and good luck to everyone who's going to be fishing this weekend and the other next uh, opportunities. Um, E, go ahead. Oh, yeah, we could just quickly go. Remember, there's fishing July 9th, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's drift netting. Uh, July 10th from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. is set net. And also July 16th from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. is set net. Gubiakumta, Moris Kluji, Binachtuji, Kitsuji, Atokdoa Kluji, Birchi, 